Welcome to Caritas Christi, a real and raw podcast with real women and real faith, where we apply the feminine genius to look at the current events of this world, our faith lives, and other things that are relevant to young Catholic women today. Thank you for joining us. Happy Thursday. Hi, this is Mary. And this is Hannah. And you're with Caritas Christi. Um, welcome. Glad to have yes. you with us. Definitely. And today we're going to mix it up. We're going to start with prayer, but we're going to pray the Anima Christi today. In nomine Patri Filio, Spiritui Sancto. Amen. Anima Christi, Santificami. Corpus Christi, Salvame. Sanguis Christi, Enebriame. Aqua Laratis Christi, Lavame. Passio Christi, Confortame. Obone Jesu, Exaudeme. Intra tua vulnera abscondeme. Ne permitas mi separariate, ab hoste manino defendeme. In ora mortis mei vocame, et urbi me veniere ad te. Ut cum santis tuis laudum te, in secula seculorum. Amen. In nomine Patre, Filio, Spiritui Sancto. Amen. Amen. Um, and our inspiration, um, daily inspiration, comes from um, Word of Fire's um, uh, St. Augustine's Confession, um, and it's from pages 30, 394 and 395. Um, goes, but the seventh day is without evening. It has no sunset, for you sanctified it that it may abide forever. After all your works, which were very good, you rested on the seventh day, although you made them with no interruption of your repose. And likewise, the voice of your book tells us that we also, after our works, which are only very good because you have granted us to accomplish them, will rest in you in the Sabbath of life everlasting. We see the things you have made because they are, and they are because you see them. Looking outside ourselves, we see that they are, and looking into our own mind, we see that they are good. But you saw them as made when you saw that they were to be made. At the present time, we move towards doing good, since our heart has so conceived by your spirit. But at an earlier time, we move towards doing ill, for we had gone away from you. But you, God, who alone are good, have never ceased to do good. Some indeed of our works are good through your grace, but they are not eternal. After them, we hope that we shall find rest in the greatness of your sanctification. But you, the good, who need no good beside, are ever in repose, because you are your own repose. What man will give another man the understanding of this? Or what angel will give another angel, or what angel will give a man? Of you we must ask, and you we must seek, at you we must knock. Thus only shall we receive, thus shall we find, thus will it be open to us. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Um, and just really quickly, Hannah, I um, was kind of inspired with the Enema Christi, because mm-hmm. um, I think it really very much um, reminds me of my devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And just like a quick little like um, side story for the to accompany the, the daily inspiration, because um, I feel like a lot of people are you know part of our conversation is like <laughs> it's crazy out there mm-hmm. and it's dark and it's hard to you know not get overwhelmed by it all. Um, I feel kind of kind of cushioned in my social media fast, um, which you will um, break a little bit of that in the moment here with current oh events. <laughs> I even saw all over the show notes and I was like, whoa. You didn't even see the worst part of it. I oh, know, I didn't. Man. Yeah, which is crazy because I was like, wait, that's actually not good. Um, uh-uh. But uh-uh. I just want to remind you that um, 
actually went on it like um a just a quick story i went on a family trip over a year ago and i was not able to i was just my parents and i and i was hoping to have someone accompany me but it didn't work out and i'm very extroverted <laughs> so um but in that time i was really growing in um devotion to the sacred heart like he was just making himself known there's so many devotions in our church it's just it's overwhelming but sometimes they just make themselves known um and it was present and it was actually kind of crazy so we were at the po in the poconos and on our way to the airbnb there's actually a statue of the sacred heart in the hill just like random Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when devotions and saints want to make themselves known to you, <laughs> they kind of start stalking. You. Yeah. Saint stalking is a real thing. It is. Um, so, and it was just a really beautiful time of peace and rest, but it was also a struggle. Um, but I was, uh, like a couple months later, I was reflecting on that time and I realized that like, while there was nobody there physically with me, I actually did not feel lonely and like I did not have that like time of like oh that was such a lonely time it was like wow I felt accompanied mm -hmm. and I was like whoa the sacred heart totally accompanied me so I would just like to invite everybody to welcome the the sacred heart and to accompanying you in your journey and you're not alone no matter where you're at what stage in life you are and your own struggles <laughs> <laughs> or just get a dog and they'll make you laugh at random stuff yes <laughs> as hannah's dog is currently what the dog doing <laughs> yeah what are you doing you're playing with your blanket you i'm trying to make a profound point and then he's like all of a sudden pulling dragging his blanket out yeah. of nowhere and <laughs> shaking his face all over that's that's great theo oh that's, my gosh yeah he's awesome. named after have we said yet what have we seen why why he's named theo is he's ap he's named after the Summa Theologiae and the Theotokos. So she's a little yeah. Um, anyway, so Thomas dog. So what are we what are we having today? What are we what are we having? Uh, well, I'm having my tea again that I had last week, mm. and we split a <laughs> gluten free, dairy free, egg free cookie, <laughs> which I don't know what was in it, but it was good because <laughs> it was all kinds of free. But hey, dairy free is what I care about. So there we go. Yeah, it was. It tricked me though too because I was like, "Oh, Hannah's not gonna be able to eat it." Because I was looking for the vegan label. It was gluten free, but I'm like gluten free mm -hmm. and vegan. But um, I knew. But they tricked me and it was like dairy free. But so I would have gotten one, but we just split. Or I would have gotten two, but maybe we were only meant to have a half. It's better. Go. It like it felt more special because you you had to like savor that yes. half of a cookie. Oh yeah. So and I also have. <laughs> I have my pumpkin spice lat um, latte. Basic. Um, hey, I am not. I will not name a said person, but there is somebody in our friend group that <laughs> he's definitely, he actually embraces the basic white girl. I am he far from that. He embraces the basic white girl. Yeah, <laughs> and he's very masculine all at the same time, so. <laughs> people are like what is going on what did I, if you just if you just came in now um uh, but anyways yeah and we just we got a um we just got a, a big b in the area and it's a drive-thru it's a little dinky drive-thru but they have decent coffee but it's also actually expensive <gasps> that this costs about like five dollars what yeah fam <laughs> like starbucks isn't even that expensive fam. yeah i know i was like wait this is because I'm trying to, it's a local, like, it's not, like, a, as big of a franchise as, like, Starbucks. So I'm, like, trying to mm. support it. But I'm, like, ooh, this is an expensive uh, support. <laughs> Bro, I yeah. get, <laughs> I mean, I have, I visit a lot of local coffee shops. And usually they are much better priced than that. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll put it down, but who knows? They're in a pretty wealthy area. Cup of coffee, bro. I know, I know. I realize. (laughs) I'm like, because I was gonna get bigger, and then I was like, wait, that's more money. So, (laughs) yes, just get this. Anywho, um, so um, without further ado, Hannah. Yeah. So, (laughs) actually, it was funny too because we were hanging out with our our friends yesterday, and I was asking one of them, I was like, hey, can you tell me what's going on there, maybe a little bit? And they were like, isn't that what you're supposed to do on the podcast? (laughs) And I was like, oh, you listen. Yes. I was like, okay, fine, I'll wait a little longer. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't know how excited I am to hear it. So, Uh, but yeah, so, and actually, I have really, actually, some stuff normally funnels to me. Mm -hmm. The stuff didn't. Actually, none of this has. It's weird. Ooh. Yeah. So you're I'm I'm rubbing my hands in the dark. (laughs) So tell me the first thing, Hannah. Okay. The first thing in the list, we can just go down the list. That works. Yeah. Okay. Um, so first thing (laughs) you ready for this? Oh no. It's a picture. What? (laughs) Okay. And I will, uh, duh. Okay. I want to find the picture. Why? Oh, here we go. Suspense. Okay. So, um, our lovely friend, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, went to the Met Gala and wore a dress uh, that says tax the rich on the back, as you can see by that picture in the article that I just pulled up. Okay. So virtuous signaling to the uh, utmost. Yeah. Is there any well, virtue in this, the, though? No. What? Is there any virtue in this, though? No. Well, here's the thing. Is the Met Gala costs $30,000 for a ticket. What is the Met Gala? Is that in New York? Yes. Yeah. What, what's what's the deal with the it's Met one Gala? Of, it's one of these celebrity events that nobody really gives a darn about anymore. <laughs> and they just go to rub elbows with each other and bask in each other's e- egos and f- pump up their heads and go on their merry way. That's basically it. Yeah, so it's $30,000. And then how much was this tax the rich dress? Um, Does it say, actually? She she said, like, oh, it was, like, it was used sus um yeah i don't know about that Uh uh-uh but the really interesting is thing is um the designer Uh uh-huh which she's pictured with in this uh in this article is actually owes debt in on her taxes in multiple states like she's literally evading taxes oh interesting (laughs) oh the irony it's beyond parody so she, she has she has this dress designed by this, you know, like, you know, checks all the, whatever the... Um, Virtue I, signaling No, boxes. identity to- politics oh, boxes. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, like, sorry. oh, she's a, she's a black business owner. She's this, she's that. Like, and also she's apparently a crappy person because she doesn't pay her taxes. But when Donald Trump doesn't do it, then it's a big problem. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's actually not that bad. That's actually just kind of comical and just it's, kind of it is pretty comical. Core. She just has zero self awareness. Yeah. Um, and she, she's just really dumb, and I don't like. It's her. really frustrating because <laughs> she has a, a certain annoying amount of charisma about her, the way she carries and talk. Like, but she but she doesn't have much that she, she doesn't to back it though. She's not sophisticated though. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. For she, some reason, she has she has enthralled well i don't know i wonder what the ratings would be amongst our age range because that's where she i mean it also depends on where that is too because there are states that are overwhelmingly red overwhelmingly blue swing states so depending on who you sample like i mean i would be interested to see what the um what the people around her age in the area she represents think of her 
I mean, they clearly liked her enough to elect her. Uh, but also like just, you know, when I actually, I was just driving into when I was driving in, I commented to you mm-hmm. when I came in just of, <laughs> um, people's people, the way people are doing the exterior design for houses these days, it's just, what did I say? I just said it really good. I was like, they're just trying to make it, um, like earthy and they're trying to use, but they're also trying to be modern all at the same time. And it's just like way out of proportion and it's just yeah. not, it just, ugh, it doesn't just doesn't, work. yeah, it doesn't work. And this is just not like, well now, now it's not attractive. It actually kind of makes her butt look kind of <laughs> non-existent. <laughs> no big actually. <laughs> well, that's the thing now, Mary. Oh, <laughs> okay. <sighs> Anyways, wait, okay, Kids wait, Ocasio-Cortez had a date? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> she probably had a Pam, but... Well, he looks redheaded, so that's interesting, because she's for, you know... What? <laughs> I'm saying, like, she's all for, like, diversity and... Oh. Helping the Well, minorities. he's a redhead, so diversity. <laughs> <laughs> but that he's white, right. and he's a male. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Should have taken a. Oh well, my gosh. I mean, she took her designer. Who you know, this is interesting though, because this is a New York Post article that you're even po- putting about. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah, the hypocrisy. Yeah, and now, <laughs> and now, what's even better is I saw a story about like she's literally selling tax. She's selling tax the rich merch. Huh. I feel like if you're kind of desperate to actually like pay your taxes, maybe you should just have a better business plan. <laughs> Not a desperate business plan. It's kind of what it sounds like. No, it's just like she she's all for a bunch of like borderline and basically socialist policies, mm-hmm. but then she leans hard into capitalism whenever she gets the chance. And just it's very funny to me. That's true. So it's always like she's like, oh, tax the rich. Like we need we need wealth redistribution. We need this. We need that. Oh, buy my sweatshirt for four hundred dollars. Like what? Be consistent, of course. Yeah, but it, that's true. That never happens. Yeah, well, and they often say. Um, I think actually this is <laughs> the complete opposite of Ocasio Cortez's um, Candace Owens, and she often says a lot of kids are socialist and communist till they turn 18 and they have to start paying taxes <laughs> yeah right and then you kind of realize like, yeah, yeah, you mean wait you mean your <laughs> argument is i should pay more yeah. i should give up more of this like yeah. bro. the only thing that kind of annoys me right now about taxes i will say because like i is that they exist well <laughs> i mean yeah especially because if the, the government like their ability to actually be responsible with our money but mm. regardless you know, Trump was able to get our like taxes actually kind of in a more in a, a way that businesses were more healthy. Mm-hmm. But there's a new tax program that's coming in through Biden that is pretty much going to turn it back to what it was like with Obama. <sighs> and even worse, it feels like it's basically stealing your money. Like I'm just tired of just, the one of my executive was, orders and the going back and forth, like the ping, yeah. the ping pong stuff. Yeah, well, because like, can we have more federalism? Legislatively, so <laughs> I want more federalism. That's what I. Yeah. Want. Well, the way that our country was actually made to run. Well, yes, it is. Right. Yeah, no, it's no. not made to like crank out these things like this. No, no, it's just. <sighs> yeah, and it's. One of my friends was worried because of everything that's going on with 
COVID and, and, and this stuff with like me having a new business and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think for myself, it's like, I don't know, as an entrepreneur, I always say every challenge is just a hurdle to figure out how to just be more creative. And Mm -hmm. so, and honestly, God's been opening the doors with my business. So (laughs) I, I I started a business during the pandemic. So (laughs) anyways, nobody just wants to clean their houses. So it's a pretty easy business plan. So this is true. <laughs> Anyways, um, all right. So so next up, this is actually like world news. We're gonna switch it up a little bit. Oh, um, okay. So in China, you okay? Uh, <laughs> but I think that this was an interesting story. So I'm interested to hear like your take on this because I saw a lot of arguing going on in social media. Of course, Uh-oh. that's no that's no surprise ever. Yeah. But it was interesting seeing like people's different reactions to it Mm -hmm. um so china has a version of tiktok because i think the actual version of tiktok is banned because you know ccp things yay um (laughs) didn't it come from china though tiktok i it's like chinese based but they don't let people use it especially because it got because they have to keep a hard clamp on the information that their citizens see gotcha so yeah okay go ahead Yeah. yeah So they can make it and then steal our data with it and everybody else can use it. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> little sus if you ask me. Uh-huh. Um, so Douyin, I think that's how you say that, probably. Uh, China's version of TikTok. So they're using, they're limiting use of the platform for children, um, users under 14. They're limiting the use of it to 40 minutes a day. That's it. Between like 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. So like even after and like they can they can't access it during certain hours either. Hmm. Um, Yeah. So and then before that, a couple weeks ago, kids, people under 18 in China were banned from playing video games during the week. (laughs) And their play is restricted to one hour on Fridays, weekends and holidays. (laughs) Um, Sorry, that was... And, a, and apparently, according to this article, too, Chinese children were banned from taking their mobile phones into school, which... Okay. Like, yeah. Big, big deal. Like, I don't... Like, especially the last one is like, okay. Yeah. My kids... Like, my students don't take their phones to school. We have phones there. The teachers have their own cell phones. There's not a need for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, it's kind of comical. <laughs> <laughs> In, like, a, like, ironic way, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of, uh, I don't want to say the perks of communism, but, <laughs> I mean, it's basically, like, trying to take the role of parents, and in this, I mean, I feel like here in yeah. America, obviously, parents are fly. not the greatest at, the greatest at, um, kind of watching what their kids are doing on mm-hmm. it, so it's kind of insightful what they are it's like hey maybe people in america should take notes yeah you know it's it's funny that this communist government has somehow figured this out yeah because sometimes sometimes like you hear that saying like a a broken clock is right twice a day like i feel like should should these kinds of things come from the government no No. because you know the parent ultimately has the right over their children however the the idea behind it where it's like yeah no you're like (laughs) if you're under 14 you should you should not 
be like scrolling on any app really until 3 4 a.m after i mean after 10 i feel like is a good yeah um stopping point um and then it gets complicated because then it's like well it's up to parents but you see a lot of parents just putting a phone or a tablet or a whatever into their child's hands without oh, yeah. any regard for what they're gonna um see or do on it and we're gonna talk about that later um but yeah it's it's a tricky situation because then it's like well if parents aren't doing that then what happens i mean because obviously you know instagram and tiktok and twitter they want people to use the app obviously they want you to keep using the app they want you to stay on it for a long time that's that's how all of these things are designed to work and they can, you know, they have to follow certain guidelines to make sure that, you know, kids aren't being endangered and um, taking part in risky behaviors. And there's a lot of government hoops they have to jump through just to make sure that it's, quote, safe. But they really are not really going to crack down on it as much as they should. They never will. Because if there's more people using their app, then they're happy. And it's not like they can really... Because there isn't really a good way to check somebody's age without like getting into a bunch of privacy stuff essentially yeah i so i'm actually so my my brain is kind of going a little bit of a tangent (laughs) but i think that's a conversation that our 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 community and our our our, our friends are having is we actually even had it as like we have a, a a whiskey and debate night and we had a question is social what is it is social media is the internet um, does that allow conducive to human flourishing? Yeah. And I, and I've actually, actually this, I'm going to be quoting from this book. It's the Ru- ruthless elimination of hurry, um, by, uh, John Mark Comer. Um, but they just talk about how like social, like not even for children, but obviously for children, this is most important because they're so malleable. Like they're so impressionable. And right now at this stage, um, but, um, it's like how social media is designed to be addictive. Mm-hmm. And it, it even says here, um, official media has been warning that the growing amount of time young Chinese people are spending on the internet is having an impact on their physical and mental health. Um, and especially within the last year with COVID-19 and a lot of schooling being going online, it's just, um, I mean, on top of a lot of addiction problems, there's also been a lot of like, I mean, are they saying kids as young as 10? Like, we're seeing suicide in that age range or something like that? Younger. Yeah, which is just, like, my heart just goes out. So I just think, like, okay, I don't think we want... I think this is where virtue comes into play, and we mm-hmm. just need to become a more virtuous society. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of a Hail Mary. <laughs> a little bit. I know. I, I be, But see, the thing is... I mean, I think that's a problem with COVID-19 and whatnot is because it's like the government is already trying to put power over us. Mm-hmm. And yes, they're trying to protect our public health, quotation marks. <laughs> um, Scare quotes. But I just don't think, uh, I think when we put that power into government, I feel like it just, I just don't think we want to go there. I, I well, don't yeah, think- we don't want the nanny state. Is no, what we I, don't. I, like, we I don't, don't like that but aspect I, I of don't, it. I don't know how we can... I, I just, I think, 
for myself, like I'm learning to try and create more boundaries with social media. So then that, I don't know, that's something that we can like, I think people just need to be aware of how unhealthy having no boundaries with the internet is. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully being able to pass it on to young people. I think it's probably just becoming aware and education. Um, Yeah. It'd be nice because it's like, oh, the government can be your savior. Ew. One of my one of our friends always says, yeah, if the government uh, shows up at your door and says we're here to help, just say no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've got this. Yeah. Because also the other thing with, with China, too, is that not like it's kind of crazy that they can actually be able to police that in a way mm-hmm. because it's also like, OK, maybe they're having limits for social media. But they're also probably limiting um, free speech because TikTok is um, not even allowed on, in China. Well, they're China. definitely limiting free speech because yeah. they can't so, access hardly anything. Yeah. And we already have a hard time here in America with um, some views being subdued. Fact checks. Yeah, fact checking. Fact so, checking. Um, Only the facts we, yeah. we like. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think quick fixes would be nice, but... I don't know. I think. Yeah. I think this was something that kind of got a hand really fast because, I you know I'm actually only like I'm a couple years older than you, but like, I think my my people my age we we're like at the beginning of some of this stuff, which mm-hmm. like I see like my sister's a couple years younger than me, and she actually like grew up more in this, and I see how it just changes the way that they are even more, mm-hmm. and they're just a couple years younger. Oh yeah. So I'm really glad because I feel like I have a little bit more detachment to it, but just barely. Because let me do, say, just doing the social media fast, let me realize. Oh goodness, it's 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 just. I don't know. I think the biggest thing is remember, like, modernity. Even if you're in the Catholic Church, has seeped into our us. So into the Catholic Church, and just you're not protected from that. So. Mm-hmm. That sounds really doomy, but anyway. <laughs> but don't worry, the gates of the of the netherworld will not prevail. There you go. Okay, so Last so thing. more positive news? No. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, mm. I was I was trying to think of something like sort of positive, but these were the main things that came to mind. So we started with like a couple of light things. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is very bad. Okay, all right, um, lay so, it on. So, do you remember the airports, the Kabul d- drone strike, where we where we um, saved a bunch of lives because there were people trying to bomb the air- airport, scare quotes? Wait, was this recent or was this a while back? This was a while back that the strike happened. Okay, okay. so right when they were trying to evacuate people, like, and the Taliban oh, right. was getting yeah. to the okay. airports, remember? Right. And then there were people going to bomb the airport. Well, the airport was bombed once. Right, okay. Where this that's all, 13 that's service all members okay. And then there were, were strikes. When did the strikes happen? What? The, the strikes? So the drone strikes? This drone strike supposedly um, saved lives by permitti- preventing another bomb strike, but the Pentagon just came out and said that it killed 10 civilians and zero terrorists. Right. So, yeah. So it, we killed um, 10 civilians and zero terrorists and didn't f- prevent a darned thing. What is going on? <laughs> Incompetence. That's what's going on. It <laughs> oh. like, li- literally killed kids. Okay. Literally killed af- 
So so let me just let me just track back. So there was the so there's this whole mess of what's going on over there. Yes. And they basically Biden basically fast tracked pulling out of Afghanistan and totally didn't follow the plan that even Trump had come to realize, you know, like or any what, any advice that he had been given by yeah. any of his his team, nothing. Yeah. So then everyone's flocking to Kabul to try and to get airport. out before things get closed down. And then there was a bomb. Was it yes. like two bombs or something like that? So I'm not sure of the exact number, but I think there was more than one. So then the Pentagon was like, okay, there's all these millions of like all these people here that are trying to get, you know, get out of here. And so we're going to do a drone strike to kill terrorists. Well, because they said there was, they, they said they had tracked down a, um, a car and de- deemed it an imminent threat. And huh. said that there was going to be like there was explosion like explosives being loaded into it, and then there was a drone strike, um, killed as many as seven kids. Oh actually. my gosh! Zero terrorists, oh, zero wow. lives saved, and we killed kids. Ugh. So that's okay. fun. Who's in charge? I feel like even a a, a mom like <laughs> I'm thinking of all the moms that are homeschoolers <laughs> of like ten kids. I feel like they would <laughs> do a lot better than. <laughs> <laughs> mm. they can keep, oh keep track some of, of a lot of things are, better yeah some of these women are a lot fierce they oh my gosh yeah yeah <laughs> i feel like they would have better calls my goodness gracious mm-hmm. and it's it's so frustrating because income incompetency in this area is lives like does life not matter that was actually gonna be possibly a, like a hot take but it's not but yeah. i just get so frustrated how it's just like all throughout history, like war, it's just, mm. it's a tool that people use politically Yes. and to make points, but at the cost of lives. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So let alone the war. Yeah. That's real great. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's ca- really not much to say about that other than like, yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, it says that they prevent. They were trying to prevent multiple suicide bombers from attacking the airport. Oh, <laughs> well, good job doing that. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> good job, guys. It's yeah. like that freaking SpongeBob meme. We did it, Patrick. We saved the city. And it's burning in the background. Like, no, no, you didn't. Yeah. In in kind of positive news, I did hear that they're actually. This is on our. Did I talk talk about this last week? But uh, I don't know. In our local newspaper, I saw that there was, because um, we had a, our, some of our National Guard was over there for, I mean, pretty much anybody who's been in the military mm-hmm. within like the last 20 years has been probably over there. Oh, yeah. Um, and when a all lot this of... stuff started going down, a lot of veterans, like actually veterans in our area were able to rescue over 150 um, of our allies over there from Afghanistan, which is nice. <sighs> I mean, it's I, good. I think, it's yeah. good. They shouldn't have to, is the no. main thing. It's like, I. It's cool to see people stepping up. Oh yeah. But then it's sure. like, you know, if we didn't bungle yeah, the no. ever loving crap out of this, like mm-hmm. none of that would have happened. So like, mm-hmm. I think it's good to see that there are still people willing to take take a stand and um, even put their lives on the line for people they really don't no but uh-huh. yeah it's just frustrating because then it's yeah. like well you shouldn't be here in the first place i ah. just think it's it's in times like this so i think it's easy to get 
caught up in like the turmoil and the stress of it all and it's just frustrating to like I almost feel like I can feel like where is the hope in all this and I think it's in those like little wins and like people trying to even when it's like yeah I think people just trying to fight back even when (laughs) yeah their lives are at risk I think it's encouraging Mm -hmm. so I don't know so yeah I mean that's about it (laughs) yeah I just think that the devil is at his tricks. Mm-hmm. Always. And he thinks he's clever. But good is just, I don't know. Actually, one of my favorite quotes, I've probably said it on this podcast already, is the light shines brightest in the darkest place. So mm-hmm. don't ever forget that. Anywho. So, wow. Thanks, mm-hmm. Hannah. You're welcome. <laughs> Got rain on um, your parade there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I I think maybe being on this social media fast is helping me realize, like, okay, I like I used to when I see would see this stuff. That's why I'm taking a break. It would like make me so full of anxiety and whatnot. But it's like we're just called to live our daily Christian lives and just follow Christ in our daily life. So mm-hmm. it's good to know this so we can pray about some of this and just <laughs> some of this amusing. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. kind of nice to get a little chuckle. Yeah. Um. Anywho, so. All right, so we have our uh, yeah our, our hot take coming up. So, yep. so y'all, we'll, uh, you better get your seatbelts on for this one because <laughs> Hannah's. <laughs> I'm spicy. So spicy. Always. <laughs> How spicy? Red hot spicy? Ghost white pot? What, ghost Red pepper? hot. Yes. Ghost pepper hot? California Reaper, more like. <laughs> y'all, are you ready for it? I don't think you are. <laughs> okay. Well, we will see you in the next segment for that. <laughs> All right, y'all, drum roll. Ready for it? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard that drum roll. <laughs> Smack You'll probably put some sound effects in there. All right, Hannah. Will I? Hot take. Here we go. Children should not be on the internet. And in what? On the internet. Oh. Period. Full stop. Should any of us be on the internet? No. Okay. <laughs> so Hot are take. we all children? Yes. Oh, of God. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay the one argument on that is people are like well but when we're not in that space then the other side will take over yes and that's why that you know there are orders like the paulines and um some other orders that are like no we have to use the tools of this age to evangelize which i can see to a certain point but you really have to be, it's something you have to be measured and careful about because the internet is contrary to human flourishing as we decided at our yeah. uh, whiskey and debate night. <laughs> so I think this kind of touches on a little bit of our personal kind of. No. Not exact. I mean, you've, you've yeah. I, I mean, it's sure. personal to me because I teach kids and I'm yeah. with kids all day. And I see, um, you really see a difference in the kids who have... Um, unlimited access to the internet mm-hmm. and the kids who do not. Oh, really? Oh. What's how, what's the yes. ratio of how many, like... Um, let's see. I would say, so I have... I'm, like, trying to do the math. Uh, few, I'd say about, like... I would say 20 to 30% of my students, I'm just extrapolating, uh, have unlimited access to the internet. 
Oh, but so at least 70% don't. Um, but more like 80 to 90% have access. Have access for at least a few hours a day and Ugh. a good I think a good 70% of them have a smartphone or a smart device are that there, they have access to. Are there any of these kids that are not on this stuff at all? Like is there like one? There's like that's about like the ones that are not on it like at all at all like 5 to 10%. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And you can really see a difference with those kids. Oh yeah. They are, um, they're usually so much more mature. Really? And yeah. Oh, yeah. Much oh, wow. more. Um, huh. They're not, because they're not being inundated with all the stupid, like, all the stupid little bites of things. Yeah. To keep them entertained a bunch. Um, they tend to, they, like, they usually seem to, like, this is just, um, observing yeah just as a observ- observationally like i'm not scientifically <laughs> doing right, any right. studies or it's anything still, like it's that good. it's good data. but i noticed that you know they seem to stay like focused on things longer and just are more content working on tasks they i mean they seem to be happier too wow. like my most yeah. probably my students that seem to be like struggling the students who struggle a lot with a a, a number of things see also seems to be the ones that have unlimited inter- internet access or are very visibly on it a bunch mm-hmm. um which is scary because then it like it seems to feed into what's all, like the problems that they already have so instead of it being like maybe an escape or an outlet it just like it exacerbates whatever they're dealing with yeah. mm-hmm. and then it I can I can see that, and some of these kids I've known for um, over two years. Mo- most of them like have recognized me because uh, it's a small school, and I can, you know, I've interacted with all of them before, and I taught uh, lessons grade below so that they could have a preview of what it would be like to have me as a teacher. But you know, this is my second year teaching over half of these kids, and. You know, so I can really pick up on a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. So, I mean, I really don't think there's much of any reason for a kid to be on the internet, except for in, I mean, even in an academic setting, it's still so dicey. Mm-hmm. And you have to have filters and stuff in place. And it's like, <sighs> there's the risk outweighs the reward. The reward is what they have um, constant access to their friends. <laughs> like, yeah. especially if you're sending them to school for eight hours a day. Okay, are they are they going to be talking to their friends all hours of the day? No, I hope not, because I have to teach. But <laughs> <laughs> but just they have that time. They do you know see their friends there, and there's not a whole lot of point to them being able to access them after they've gone home from school unless they like have them over or you know a sleepover or something like that do something in person that's much better than um staying on facetime with their school friend for hours or something like that like it's just it's not the same and Mm -hmm. it's not really helpful to them and it just gets it's a distraction and my um 
my really main issue with the, especially the unlimited, unsupervised Mm -hmm. access, is that, that, like, there are so, there's so much nastiness out there, especially with, um, there's, there's all kinds of predators out there. And this isn't like, oh, everybody you eat meat on the internet is a predator, this, that. No, but people are there and they are looking and they, you know, if it's, if your kid has access all the time and is never being supervised, like that makes it a lot easier for them. And not even, even if it's not like an actual person, the internet is not for kids. It's just not. And it's not. Mm-hmm. it's not really good for kids and it's not good for adults either like Mm-mm. i'm not i mean probably none of us should have unlimited access to the internet because no. it's not good for any of us no um but especially to give a kid that when they have no idea how to differentiate um some some things even right from wrong and yeah um like the average age of exposure to por- pornography has just plummeted in the last few years it's now like it's like at ten or eleven. Probably 10 even younger. Or eleven. Yeah, that's the like the, that's the newest data that I have. So I have to have fifth graders getting talks about pornography because their parents do not care. That's crazy. Enough. Wait, is this that, like the diocese is saying this or are you just doing it as due diligence? It's it's due it's due diligence. Yeah. But um, this isn't something. But this is like this is the thing, is that we're saying, oh, like, should, you know, fifth grade hear this talk? And I'm like, well, <laughs> considering mm-hmm. the average age of exposure to porn is like 10, mm-hmm. they should. Yeah. They, I mean, that's horrible that I have to be like, yeah, well, <laughs> according to the data, they're, they either, you know, are, you know, are close to coming across it or may have already come across it. And it need then they don't they don't have they don't have the weapons that adults do to fight off this kind of stuff. They don't have any of that. They're so vulnerable and you just I mean, it's like sending your kid to a school that you know nothing about. Oh yeah. Because a lot of them, you know, their screen time is as much as the time they spend at school, maybe more. And so if you wouldn't send your kid to a school where you didn't really know what they were teaching, didn't really know what they were doing, didn't know if you could trust them with your child, then why are you giving your child a smartphone? Mm -hmm. That's so much worse. Mm -hmm. That's like putting your child in in the teacher that's a sex offender class or something. Like, it's like you're giving... You're giving people that shouldn't have access to your kid access to your kid. Mm-hmm. Whether whether that's whether that's a bad influence, whether that's actual predators, whether that's porn sites, whether that's, I mean, people like even adults don't really have the ability to differentiate between some of this stuff. You think a ten year old can? Come yeah. Come on. Oh, actually, absolutely not. Okay, today I was trying to do some research on trying to figure some stuff out for cleaning. Mm-hmm. Do you know one of the websites that was there? Was options for like <laughs> new cleaners. What I was the? like, what? <laughs> You're not getting into that business. Are you? I know. I was just mm. like, I I had to like shake my head. I was like, wait, 
I was like, because I saw that. Oh. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm like, under no circumstance. I just wrote our code of conduct. It's all about being clothed. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> That's Must it. That's all, That's all it says. <laughs> Must wear clothes. <laughs> Anything else? I mean, you're okay. But yeah. But seriously, though, it's just our our society is so sexualized. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, that's partially why I avoid wanting to be called a maid. Mm-hmm. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. No. Get that. No. No. Nope. Nope. Mine is very opposite. It's totally intentional branding. Good stuff. Classy, fun, and good value. So anyways. But yeah, even in the cleaning industry. <laughs> fun (laughs) anyways i am told you have advice and things that you want to talk about i already went on my soapbox (laughs) so i will get off and i will let you have yours i'm not as spicy and as hot i'm more um oh yes i'm very hot i'm more like (laughs) sweet and honey kind of thing i'm just hot she's 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 the pepper i'm the the honey (laughs) ew honey and pepper i know that doesn't work (laughs) try and come up with a better one You'll come up with it. Yeah, I will. Um, Go ahead. All right. So kind of to conclude it, I feel like our conversation earlier was talking about, um, I don't know, it's just trying to shed a light into all this stuff. And it's not to to, uh, minimize how bad stuff is. It's bad. (laughs) That's why we need God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so um, I've been kind of on this kind of quest of, um, recently, uh, just um, trying to grasp with the existence for the proof of God for conversation with people that I'm interacting with, but also I'm realizing it's cool how God just kind of uses that to um, for my own personal life. So I was given a book that I was hoping I would be able to discuss, Hannah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, let's just say it's kind of a lot to chew on. So yummy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good, but man. It's 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 take it's gonna take me a little bit before I can talk more about it intelligibly, mm. without just quoting stuff because that's just kind of um, so it's called plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> so I know last week we said we we're gonna go with some more um, apologetics. So, um, but I guess we're not gonna use our own words, but we're just gonna use a couple of quotes on that from C.S. Lewis. So, um, without further ado, and the whole importance is like. It's not apologetics for apologetics sake, but it's just, um, I think we would just, yeah, we just need to realize that God is really need to be, um, firming up our beliefs and our views. And, um, I think for myself, even like just grasping with that God exists, it's actually kind of scary. Cause it's like, wow, the, the ripple effects of what that means for my life. <laughs> I can't, I can't avoid how real and how powerful and how, how awesome God is. Cause I feel like you grow up with this stuff and you're like, oh God, yeah. I mean, you know, he's just a three letter word and <laughs> I know Hannah's giving looks. <laughs> I'm always giving looks. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to do. I know. I just, anyway. I'm a teacher. I'm very good at it. Uh-huh. So anywho, before I get more looks from Hannah, here's one quote from C.S. Lewis. Um, so just follow me. Um, it says, so this is my argument against God was that the universe seems so cruel and unjust. That's a lot of people's arguments, but how had I got this idea of just and unjust? A man does not call a line crooked unless he has some idea of a straight line. What was I comparing this universe with when I called it unjust? 
If the whole show was bad and senseless from A to Z, so to speak, why did I, who was supposed to be part of the show, find myself in such a violent reaction against it? Of course, I could have given up my idea of justice by saying it was nothing but a private idea of my own. But if I did that, then my argument against God collapsed too, for the argument depended on saying the world was really unjust, not simply that it did not happen to please my fancies. Thus, in the very act of trying to prove that God did not exist, in other words, though the whole reality was senseless, I found I was forced to assume that one part of reality, namely my idea of justice, was full of sense. If the whole universe has no meaning, we should never have found out that it has no meaning. Just as if there were no light in the universe and therefore no creatures with eyes, we should never have known it was dark. Dark would be without meaning. So is this just basically trying to say if God didn't exist? No. When people say that God doesn't exist, then it's like, how can you know what right and wrong, what right from wrong is? Because you have no you have no your um, framework to work from is that basically what it's saying? well it's saying like life isn't just but then like everybody will say like it's a saying that nobody's perfect so if nobody's perfect where do we get the idea of perfection mm -hmm. if it doesn't exist where do we get the idea of like perfect unconditional love if like like it doesn't exist in this flawed human world mm -hmm. so where do we get that idea if we've never experienced something like that we never experienced oh. it in the full oh okay yeah so it's like saying because his comparison is if the world did not have light and light and it was all dark we didn't have eyes we wouldn't know what darkness is right it's true okay because that's just what it would be that's the way it is so if we had an experience that God was in, we can't say that God did not exist without saying that, like without experiencing that God's existence first, correct? No. Oh. <laughs> Y'all. It's, it's saying that we can't, we can't appeal to a sense of justice without realizing where that sense of justice comes from. Okay. Because to say that the world is unjust, we have to have a basis for, oh, what is justice? But we don't have any perfect examples of justice, but we can easily think of, like, well, if the world were perfect, it would be like this. If perfect justice looks like this. How do we know what that looks like mm -hmm. if we've never seen it? Mm. So it's, it's like, um, it's kind of like somebody like who who's, you know, saying oh, like, oh, I you know I dated a bunch of people, but I didn't find anybody who like loved me the way they were supposed to love me and be like well how do you know how they're supposed to love you mm -hmm. if no one has done it mm -hmm. yeah um and there are people that have like flawed concepts of that but it's still you still have an innate like no this isn't right mm -hmm. even if it was all you ever knew like this isn't right and even if it like you suppressed it and then maybe you know later like if you had like a um, an upbringing that was abusive or something like that even later you can still have an awakening like no that was really wrong that was but it doesn't even take somebody being perfect to have to allow somebody to have that experience yeah so it's just like how, how do we formulate a cons a concept of the good the truly good the truly beautiful and the truly like the perfectly good perfectly beautiful perfectly perfect if it doesn't exist how do we have any concept of that 
And God is all of that. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So God must exist. Right. Because then where would we get this idea from? Wow. That's actually like, okay, that was, thank you for being patient with that. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I am a humanities major, but I like to say I'm a down to earth philosopher. So you have to really bring it all down to Sorry. earth. <laughs> I, Hannah's very I, patient. I teach. That's what I do is I know. break it down. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's not like I, I, you and I were saying, we just have different intelligences for whatever reason. Yep. Um, I'm of the multiple intelligences theory. There you go. So the la- this last one I think is kind of a comical one. I kind of like it. Oh I yeah, you said Lewis is very funny. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it is. It's funny. It I is think funny. It is. Yeah, it's funny. C.S. Lewis is very I like, clever. I like when philosophers have a little bit of a human, like their human humanity comes out because you're like, all right, yes. Um, so it goes, if the solar system was brought out about by an accidental collision, then the appearance of organic life on this planet planet was also an accident and the whole evolution of man was an accident too if so then all our present thoughts are mere accidents the accidental byproduct of the movement of atoms and this holds for the thoughts of the materialists and astronomers as well as for anyone else's but if their thoughts i.e materialism and astronomy are mere accidental byproducts why should we believe them to be true i see no reason for believing that one accident should be able to give me a correct account of all the other accidents it's like expecting the accidental shape taken by the splash when you upset a milk jug sh- should give you a correct account of how the jug was made and why it was upset. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a pretty, like... It's a good one-two punch there. Yeah. I don't feel like we need to expound so much upon it. Not so much. And I'll make sure to put these both of these quotes in the show notes so you can read over them for yourself in case mm-hmm. you have trouble listening or you just want to like look over them and read over them again. Mm-hmm. Um, also have links to all of our uh, sources in the show notes, including actually a link to, I'll put a link to the Anima Christi that's in English and Latin in case you want to start praying it mm-hmm. um, in your daily prayer life because it's a great prayer. And I mm-hmm. also have um, a favorite version of its song Ooh. that I'm going to put in the show notes and I'll wow, have that's you cool. listen to that I'll, Mary after this. Oh so. yes, I will listen to that. Yes, yes. I love the Enema Christi. It's beautiful. Um, so I will say just kind of concluding with that, I think I think the, the error of a lot of this materialist and astronomers that, um, and just a lot of people that, you know, want to say that God does not exist is a lot of pride mm-hmm. because it's basically making themselves God. Oh well, yeah. Basically. Yeah. So they're, um, and, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, some people it's philosophical. Some people it's just life and whatnot. Emotional. Yeah, emotional yeah. and whatnot because I recently encountered that. Um, so um, just kind of to leave with scripture. Sure. That'd be okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what I'm realizing too is we we get ca- caught up in this pace and this, in this um, what is it called? Um, what is it? Um, wheel? What's the wheel? Rat race? Rat race? No, the hamster wheel. Hamster wheel. The oh. hamster wheel. It's all yeah, also known as the, the rat rabbit race. race. Yeah. yeah. It's all exhausting. Mm-hmm. So let me just read this to you because I think when you grasp grapple with the fact that God exists, then Christ must. And I think also realizing how divine God is really brings home how like really the truth behind or like just how God is so loving to come down as man. Um yeah, it really, it's its just, you can't avoid it. So I think it just goes to show that it really does have a, a ripple effect on how you live your life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I, I am reading um, this book. Um, now, I will not um, agree with everything in this because this was written by a um, pastor from Portland. So, you know, mm. <laughs> but it has a lot of good stuff in it. Um, and I think it's really good for our time. And it was given to me by a good friend. So I trust their um, endorsement of it. But it's The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry um, from John Mark Comer. Um, and it just talks about how we need Jesus never hurried. Um, so I'm just going to read this quote, this scripture and just close out with some, um, simple stuff. So it says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, and I think Jesus is just like in this time, just, Myself, I'm learning to abide more in God's mercy and to rest more in it because my worth and my relationship with Jesus is not really, and God is not based on what I can do, but really what he's done for me um, and living my life accordingly. Um, and, you know, people all over the world outside the church and in are looking for an escape, a way out from under the crushing weight to life this side of Eden. But there is no escaping it. The best the world can offer is a temporary distraction to delay the inevitable or deny the inescapable. As we talked about social media, technology, all the above. That's why Jesus doesn't offer us an escape. He offers us something far better, equipment. He offers his apprentices a whole new way to bear the weight of our humanity with ease at his side. Like two oxen in a field tied shoulder to shoulder with Jesus doing all the heavy lifting at his pace. Slow, unhurried, present to the moment full of love and joy and peace. An easy life isn't an option. An easy yoke is. So with that, um, do you want to close with our, uh, yes. Our, uh, Captain closer. Quote. Yes, absolutely. We've had enough ed- exhortations to be silent. Cry out with a thousand tongues. I see the world is rotten because of silence. Have a blessed week. We will see you next Thursday. All right. Bye. Now you're all loved. Peace. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Caritas Christi. If you'd like to write to us with hot takes, feedback, advice, or advice requests, we would love to hear from you. Email us at caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. That's caritas.christy31 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Thursday.